Welcome to episode 140 of your best year starts here. I got all the words right and the episode right, and it's been a good week for a lot of different reasons. And I got it wrong because I put the end music rather than the intro music. So we should have the longer music, I think. See, you got it right and I got it wrong. And that happens sometimes, right? Do you think it's ever going to be somewhere both of us get all of it right? I don't know. I mean, bear in mind today, we couldn't even synchronise our diaries, even though we both thought we had. You know, we agreed a date. You thought it was two o'clock in the afternoon. I thought it was 11 o'clock in the morning. So we ended up doing quarter past four. You know, I think I think, so it's, I think it's one are. of those challenges of having two people that are, you know, kind of monkey orientated in our approach. We're not into detail, either of us, right? Yeah, but here's the point. High intention. We want to create great value for our listeners. Low attachment. Doesn't really matter how we get there. Yeah. So the world is opening up a little bit. Uh, You did a phenomenal event because I have seen some of the feedback, some of the testimonials that have been on a property event you did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Partners in Property at Aston Villa Football Club. It was a lot of fun, actually. Tell me two things that you prepared yourself for and then it didn't happen and things that you weren't going to do but you did do it differently because the energy was different the people were different and one nugget that you shared that you've got no idea where it came from (laughs) okay so i mean i think there's i think there's two or three things to say on that um the first one is when when i so when i first got asked to do that event um it, it was originally supposed to happen in 2020 and so i got a text message i don't know about 2 months prior to the event basically saying hey neil we're trying to put this event on at the end of june similar to the one we're going to do last year um are you still available are you still in etc and i just replied sort of saying yes can you send me more details the next thing i found out was an announcement on social media that i was speaking at it so you know somewhere in the communication i mean to be fair the the guy that messaged me has been a client of mine for a number of years there's a lot of trust there so it was fine um but it went from you know this event where we thought everything would be fully open to actually still being some restrictions in place um and it, it went as a result from being an event in two conference rooms to an event in four conference rooms because of social distancing audience sizes all of that kind of stuff so for me rather than doing one 45 minute speech i ended up doing three of them because they'd surveyed their audience in terms of which speakers do you most want to see and stuff like that and to accommodate the audience that wanted to see me at speak three times which you know is very flattering but it's also you know you'll know this from your own experience it can be a tiring thing being up on stage and the one thing i can guarantee you is each of those three audiences saw a different speech same slides different speech also same slides different energy in each of the rooms and i think part of that is different time slots you know different time of the day you know it was all after lunch but it was you know getting later in the day as they went on different sizes of audience different rooms yeah all of that plays into it but to go back to your questions i mean first of all in terms of preparation i deliberately decided i wasn't going to do very much because you know it was a time out out, no time out because i think when people hear that from speakers and coaches i think they get a little bit confused you've done 20 years of preparation 
but you didn't do that much for that personal event. Exactly that. Because you, in your mind, you knew where you wanted to go, so you didn't rechange the whole of your slide. I just want people to know that, because sometimes people think, you know, I just turn up to a 45-minute <laughs> slot, and then I go, and I've got four slides, three animal hats, and two bars of chocolate. It, it's not that at all. It's a bit like, you know, the fridge mechanic who comes to your house, um, and he, he turns on the power, turns it off, and, you know, a bit like with the mobile phone, you know, turn your battery on and off, and they, and they go 100 pounds and go, you've only been here a minute. Well, you've got 25 years' experience, yeah. and you've done it 50,000 times. Yeah, and, you know, the, the the speech I was giving was based around the Dumbbeats Perfect book, which the book itself is based on a speech I've been doing for about six years. So, you know, it's not like it was reinventing the wheel, um, but I very deliberately stripped the slides right back. So I had, I, I think, six slides in total for 45 minutes, um the four of them have one word on cool. you know and it was very much a i i don't want to be guided by the slides i want to be guided by the room i want to go to the other sessions that are on before me and listen to what else is being said to this audience i want to talk to some people over lunch and see what their concerns are and see where they're stuck and see what their challenges are in this post-covid world and then bring all of that to the table and one of the things that did come to the table because of the timing of the event was matt hancock you know, and because we were talking a little bit about cultures and rules and things like that. And that was something that I hadn't prepared. I wasn't expecting to do. But, you know, I, I kind of made the well, point. Hold on one second. But the, main, the Matt Hancock breaking rules, if you go back to seven, eight weeks ago, Naomi Osaka not wanting to play by the rules yep. of doing the interviews. Everyone has a set of rules you've got to follow if you want to be in the public eye. So Naomi Osaka didn't want to play the rules for the French Open. Matt Hancock, it's his choice what he wants to do. But if you're in the public eye and you decide social distancing with someone else is acceptable for you and then you get caught, you have an issue. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the thing for me, to a large extent around that, and one of the points that I made on, you know, on the weekend was, um, if you're going to make the rules, make rules you can stick to yourself. You, you can't be the figurehead of something. So if you're a leader in an organisation, for example, you can't say, here is the standard that you know, we all adhere to and then ignore it yourself. You can't do it. Or, you, you have no, zero you credibility. Can. Well, you no, can, but you, you have zero credibility, right? Or you then have to suffer the consequences. Exactly, yeah. Because we all don't walk on water. See, the bit, of, the bit I had trouble with all of that was – he made a whole thing about social distancing. You couldn't see your grandmother and you couldn't do this, that, and the other. Regardless of his relationship, if he then chooses to do with whatever he did, with whoever he did, that was against the law which he created. Yep. You know, if you run a business and you break your own ground rule, you have an issue. Um, let me ask you another question. All the preparation that you did, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and you're, it's going to be a bit nasty, but I'm in that mood today. <laughs> all the work that you did for that Saturday speech, if you did all of that for all of your clients over the last six months, how do you think your business would be different? So it's interesting because actually it's pretty much the approach I have taken during this whole lockdown thing. And that was that was what I wanted to bring to that that live event it was you know for the zoom stuff i've i've tried for anything i've done on zoom to spend time understanding exactly what the issues are in the world as they are today rather than making assumptions 
And I've tried to then, you know, if there have been other people speaking before me, I've tried to be there and be present for that, which has been easier with Zoom because there's no travel. You know, um, I always, I've always tried to do it anyway, but it's not always practical, you know. Um, but also I've, I've had this philosophy for a very long time, which has very much come out even more so in the last year and a half um, of being adaptable. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the kind of speaker that turns up with a script that says the same thing every single time. I want to be the kind of speaker that turns up and actually delivers what's right for the audience I'm in front of on the day that I'm delivering it. So that goes back to being an effective zookeeper. So you're feeding the food to the animals that are in front of you with what they need more than your PowerPoint with your slides. 100%. So here's the question for everyone who's listening. Are you changing your speech for your clients, your customers, your landlords, your publicans, your restaurants, or are you giving them what you've got because that's your stock and then wondering why they're not buying it? I find it baffling. I I went to a hotel a couple of weeks ago, not going to mention the hotel name, but I was meeting some of my mastermind partners, big chain hotel. We got the most phenomenal rooms. We had a phenomenal dinner. And I don't know if I've told you what my thing about breakfast is. Have I told you what I want for breakfast ever? Not sure. It's very, very complicated, okay? I want scrambled eggs on buttered toast. But since I've been on my diet, what I want is poached eggs on buttered toast. Doesn't sound that complicated to me. Well, this particular hotel doesn't have fresh eggs. They only have the, uh, not powder, you know, the liquid eggs. Okay? Really? Yeah, yeah. and I told them the night before that, It'd be great if I could have poached eggs on toast. And I said, I don't think we can do that because I'm not sure about the egg situation. Now, there was a Tesco's or an Aldi mini store literally 100 yards from them. I said, you know what you could do? And I got some money out of my pocket. You could buy six eggs for me. They said, yeah, but we just don't do that. The following day, obviously it was COVID situation. uh, Breakfast was served for you. I heard this waitress say to every single person, yeah, we don't do fried eggs, we can't do poached eggs, we can do scrambled egg. And I was thinking, this is baffling to me. This wasn't like we were asking for foie gras with smoked salmon and a, and a steak rare with some hollandaise sauce. Yep. Most people for breakfast want cereal, toast, eggs and something. So I asked this young lass, I said, how many people give you grief about their not being able to have poached eggs or fried eggs. She went, about 80%. Now, bearing in mind the hotels and restaurants haven't been open for like a year, and we're trying to encourage all these people back, and you know when things were good, we had these problems. Yep. Why wouldn't you adapt and just get some eggs? It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. Do you remember the days where... I, I I can actually give you a similar story that almost trumps that, though. Yeah, but before you do, I want you to start thinking, what what's getting in the way of serving our customers to give them the best experience where we nearly know it's going to be a problem? So one of the reasons why we don't ask people, so if they buy one of our books and they don't like it, they have to send it back to get their money back. The hassle that you didn't like what you got, then you've got to go to a post office and queue for three hours, and then you want to have a registered and stamp. I mean, we don't get that many complaints. But you just ring us up, say you didn't like the book, and people go, oh, well, it's, it's all right. But here's the point. What we were trying to do, 
that if something really didn't work, how do we make it easier for them, not make it more difficult for them? So the egg scenario, they could solve in about three seconds. Yep. Most issues that we have, so you've decided, I'm going to turn up. You've got a backup of some slides. You could use the slides if it adds value. You're going to change some of the speech because you spoke to people over lunch. You've seen the scenario. You may have interviewed three or four people. You know what's going on in their world. Because imagine you got to your property world and you went, look, for all of you that are selling commercial properties and you realize that they're, they're residential buy-to-let people. Well, you haven't done your homework, but that's your standard speech. Yep. Well, before you've even started, you've pissed them off. Then you go, oh, I didn't know that. Well, you must have known that. Or you didn't listen to the brief. Or you didn't ask the people at lunchtime. But most of us do this a lot. It's like when you get a letter from somebody and it goes, dear, and in brackets, Mr. or Mrs. <laughs> and you think, you know this letter must go off your system. But So I often tell people, are you on your own mailing list? Have you thought about what goes out and does your post come on a Monday or a Saturday? Uh, I'm just trying to ask people, how do you make people's lives easier? And how do you make yourselves 5% more professional? Yep. It's just complicated. I mean, the, the breakfast story I was going to give you, I was actually in a supermarket cafe. So I'm in a supermarket I, cafe. I, I, well, yeah, okay, I know where you're going to go with this. Where, oddly enough, they've got all of the ingredients in the supermarket. And I go to order a breakfast and they said, um, yeah, we can't do that because we don't have this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient. And I'm like, the shop's there, you're, you're in it. And they're like, yeah, but we, we don't get our supplies from the shelves. We get them from, you know, another source and, and, and our delivery hasn't come in yet today. And I'm like, and I think it was something like eggs. And it's like, okay, but while you're waiting for your delivery of eggs, you have a shop that you're inside of that is fully stocked with eggs. If you want me to, I'll go and buy the eggs from you and bring them to you so you can cook them. Yeah, but you know, from a health and safety point of view, they would come out with a rule that says, we can't do that. Well, in- interestingly, there were two people that basically told me they can't do that. And I wasn't I wasn't being like a real pain. I was just like, I kind of want some breakfast and I want this. And you know, is there anything we can do here? And eventually somebody did come out and said, leave it with me. They disappeared. They went to the shop. They got the ingredients. They came back and they cooked them, you know, because they had a queue of people who were all basically asking the same question. So eventually it sunk in and they dealt with it. But to me, it's like, you know, why would you even get in that situation? You, you are a national, you, you are a national supermarket with every product on. on I mean, one of the other things I really can't understand actually that ties in with that is if I was running the cafe in a supermarket and this is me going, this is what I would do, right? I would actually be serving the best quality products that the supermarket sells in that cafe. So things like sausages, I'd have the best quality sausage. You know, the the, the eggs, I'd have the freshest, best eggs. Because I'd want to give the impression of, this is the best stuff we sell. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case in, in, yeah, the, in the majority no of them, you know? That's no different to speakers who share most of their best stuff, but leave a bit out because they're trying to upsell you something and they don't understand that, you know, you've got to come on the course to get strategy number four, which will change your life. So so, we need- so actually that's a good point to kind of wrap up on. One of the things that I said when I, you know, when I was giving this, this speech, 
all three times was um okay i'm going to share four things with you today that when you understand these four things you can fundamentally change absolutely any area of your life not just the thing that you're primarily here for today i said and here's the good news i'm actually going to give you all four things and they all laughed because they've all sat in enough seminars where someone says there's four things and I'll give you three of them or I'll give you two of them, right? You know, because unfortunately that is a world that I think, in, especially in sort of personal development, it's a world that's far too common of because you're only getting 45 minutes of my stuff, rather than me working out how to give you something actionable in 45 minutes, I just want to give you a taster that makes you spend more. And I understand the model. I've been involved in that model myself in the past, so I'm not I'm not being critical and saying it shouldn't be done. But I think sometimes people are tired of it. And I think especially with the world that we're in right now, where, you know, for the last year and a half, people haven't been able to get out to live events. When they get to them, they want to take away something really good. They don't want to take away, you know, 20% of something really good and feel like they have to invest to get the rest. Give them, give them enough value that they want to work with you anyway. That's that's where I'm coming from at the moment. But last but not least, how does it feel being on stage with a live audience with human interaction face to face? Well, given the choice between a round of applause and a standing ovation or the leave meeting button, I know which one I will pick each and every time. Or <laughs> Yeah, or a thumbs up on the screen, yeah. Yeah, for anyone that can't see, Nigel just did the Zoom thumbs up. You know, yeah, it is. It's, it's so different to actually have people who are there with you, who are present with you. You know, you can hear their laughter. You can, even with masks on, you can see their smiles because you can see it in their eyes and you can see their faces move. And, you know, it, it is so phenomenally different. And as an extrovert like me, I can't wait to be regularly back in front of that kind of audience again. So yeah, it was, it was a real honor to be there. Um, a big kudos to the people that put the event on and made it happen. You know, if they happen to be listening to this, um, you know, they did a phenomenal job, especially given that their circumstances on it were changed just a few days before the event in terms of going from two rooms to four, you know, to actually make all of that happen was, was pretty incredible. Um, and I can't wait for their next event, which hopefully will be even more open because um, I've already been invited back. So, you know, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Must have done a great job. I'll see you next week. Absolutely. See you soon. Your best shit is